Hello, hello. Welcome back. We are on the STRU podcast. Hooray, hooray. I am joined by my ever most favorite person in the whole wide world, Mr. Richard Fertig. Hello. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Great. Great. <laughs> yes, I am great. Listen, I I'm really not going to question it. I'll run with that. I'm so <laughs> glad you're great. I am doing well, too, and I hope all the audience members are as well. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the STRU podcast your number one online hosting community, helping you achieve your goals through short-term rental investing. Now, here's your host, Richard Fertig. How's your summer going? Really, really amazing. Um, Incredibly, extraordinarily busy. Oh my gosh, I had no idea you were going to say that. All great stuff, though. I know. Right? Really, really great stuff. Amazing stuff. And what I would say is there's no lack of it. Like right. as stuff gets great and busy, doors open and even yeah. greater stuff and even better stuff and even more exciting stuff yeah. uh, keeps happening. And I'm just uh, here so and I'm grateful that we're receiving and manifesting it. And with your help, yeah. we're just, you know, going for it all. Holy smokes. It's, that is so true. That is so true. Um, incredibly grateful. Incredibly excited. Yeah. Um, can I just say one thing? You can. So the, to the people that are watching and listening and so on, the really cool thing is as these projects unfold, and what I mean by that is like once we're currently under contract, we're not really going to be discussing them very much until they're actually closed and we own them both because of superstition. I don't want to jinx it. But also it turns out that my social media presence and following – has, um, I don't know, been kind of picked up on by certain sellers. And so I'm kind of competing against myself and it's not really helping. And consequently, we will tease that there's some great things happening. You're going to have to really trust us and know that this is honest. Um, And then as soon as we close and we own them, then we will share all the details with you. So stay tuned, I guess, is what I'm saying. Huh. Okay. Well, that was a fun way of putting it. Well, do you have um, a better way? Why don't you clean it up? <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Come on, Miss Co-host here. Um, no, I mean, I just don't, I don't think we're superstitious, but I do think that like, um, you know, there's something for, to be said for, for not like counting our chickens before they've hatched and just <clears throat> making sure that um, I feel like as I feel like you've actually taught me this, um, that in the number of like real estate transactions that we've gone through, just because we're under contract doesn't mean that things can't change or pivot or like, this is like when we're dating, but you know, like we're not necessarily married to these properties or these contracts or these deals or these opportunities just yet. And so it's almost like, you know, you don't change your name till you're married. And what I would say is... Um, Ooh, what do you think about that? That's a kind of fun way of putting it. You don't change your name until you're married. There you go. That's a fun way of putting it. <laughs> Another more real estate-oriented way of thinking about it is right. that we are actually in the due diligence phase. And during the due diligence phase, our goal, like our primary objective is to not buy the property, right? Like we're doing everything we possibly can to figure out all the hair, the nuance, the zoning, the requirements, the restrictions, the capital. Like we just literally are searching for all of the reasons not to do the deal. 
it's very counter to the way that I approach my life and everything else. And those of you that are in the cohort-based class, we spent a lot of time on this yesterday. Normally, I also want to I want, know how that's going. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But All right. We spent a lot of time uh, yesterday in the cohort-based class talking about when people are looking to grow and expand, I want them to think about um, why they should do the deal. Right. Right? Because most people approach short-term rental investing or even any sort of investing with all the reasons not to. Like, right. well, what if this? And what if a hurricane? And what if an earthquake? And what if I don't have money? And what if people aren't there? And so if you're spending all of your time and energy thinking about like the reasons not to do the deal, it should come as no surprise that you're not going to do the deal. And even if you do one deal, you're not going to do two or five or 10 or 20. You're certainly going to go at a slower pace. And you know, I'm trying to help people in the cohort-based class yeah. overcome those self-limiting beliefs and show them just what an amazing opportunity set it is. But here's the point. When you're looking to buy a deal and get it under contract, I want you to think about what you want <clears throat> as opposed to what you don't want. Right. I want you to think about why you should buy it as opposed to why you shouldn't buy it. And then as soon as you're under contract and you're in the due diligence phase, then we have to change our entire like lens and hat and everything else. And now we're really focused on why not to buy it, right? Like regulatory, zoning, neighbors, costs, um, restrictions, everything goes under the microscope. And this is the period of time where we want to break the deal. Like before we get married and change names, um, we want to make sure that this is the right suitor, the right opportunity, the right property. And so I don't like to share much about it. Uh, you're right. It's not superstition, but yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, we do a fair amount of due diligence and right. some deals progress. Most deals progress. Yeah. I do a fair amount of pre-due diligence, totally. but <clears throat> we don't spend money on um, experts and consultants and architects and zoning and engineers and all of that until we get into the due diligence phase. Right. And so we're spending actively on a lot of those professionals and consultants and so on to make sure that the deal that we think we have or deals, there's more than one, right. are actually um, going to close. And then once right. they do in fact close, we will share all of the details with you, including the due diligence through the cohort-based class in yes. particular. That's where we get granular. And we'll change our names. <clears throat> no. <laughs> We won't change our name, but what we will do is we'll share all of the details right. with you. And for those of you that are accredited, this would be a good time to note, if you want to co-invest in yes. these deals and with um, other investors and myself and so on, uh, we are launching, yet to be formally announced, but you've probably seen me tease it. Drum roll. You do it. Stomp Capital. Ding, 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 ding. And it's basically going to be... Um, my investment portfolio, I will be uh, more likely yeah. than not contributing many, if not all of my short-term rental assets into that portfolio and yeah. inviting accredited investors, <clears throat> excuse me, accredited investors to invest alongside me and participate. And at least one of the deals that is under contract right now is uh, earmarked, targeted, and will reside in the Stomp Capital Short-Term Rental Opportunities yes. Fund. And the fund, as I just said, is all about short-term rental opportunities. Right. It will have a, a basis of development for short-term rental, existing short-term rental. Some of my boutique hotels will be in there and so cool. other deals that we're looking at. So totally. really excited to announce that, but this is not the right place or the right time. Right. So, so been incredibly busy. And what I would say uh, for those of you that are wondering, hey, prices are at all time highs and I can't find good deals and so on and so forth. Um, I'm not seeing that. I've seen more deals and more opportunities than perhaps 
in this entire short-term rental opportunity space. Yeah. Um, different lens, different outlook. And by the way, more highly convicted today than ever before because we're starting to see exactly what I've been predicting for years right. happening. And right. what is that? What have you been predicting for years? Correct. And what are we just starting to see? That I'm testing. I'm making sure she's listening. I know she's with me for my good looks, but is she also learning? And the yummo. The yummo for sure. And that's, I'm a good cook and Erica loves my cooking. But go ahead. What, what have I been teaching? What have I been predicting? And what are we starting to see? Big money coming into the short-term rental space. Right. And big money, what kind of big money? Uh, banks, investment Banks institutions institutions yes that's big money big money yeah so um do we want to turn to that or do we want to stay on like what's going on this summer no i think we should turn to that um really really interestingly i found an article um and it is titled uh dublin firm re-alpha plans to buy up to fifteen thousand airbnb rentals 15,000 Airbnb rentals and they said it couldn't be done and they said they couldn't manage it and they said that they wouldn't come and all of this, all these people have been telling me that it won't be an institutional asset and I've been sitting there banging the drum saying, you just watch anytime that there's this much yield, 3X the long-term rental. You know what? I don't even think that there's like a a video that you could reference where you're saying that because I think it would literally be like 85,000 videos where you've said that. Videos, Facebook posts, tweets, you name it. I mean, look, as a prior institutional investor for the firms like the Blackstone Group, which we studied at length, by the way, in the cohort-based class in the first module, um, having worked at the Blackstone Group and then worked at uh, Ramius Capital Group as co-head of investments of a $4 billion fund, I know exactly what these institutions are looking for because I used to get paid handsomely to find those opportunities. And exactly the thing that attracted me to Airbnb in the first place seven, eight years ago was exactly what these institutions are sort of discovering today. Right. So like, there's no question in my mind that this is what's going to happen. We found two articles in the last two days, and we talked about the first one in the cohort, I think, on Tuesday. We'll talk about this next one, the next session. But... I'm not surprised in the least. Frankly, I'm surprised it's taken this long for them to get started. And all of the objections and reasons that people say that the institutions wouldn't come, they can't manage it, the this, that's all nonsense. You know, money talks. They have a ton of money. They have nowhere else to place their money. They need the returns that the short-term rental marketplace is putting up. And they will either figure it out or they will hire people like me, like if and when I sell a portfolio of short-term rentals or said differently, stomp capital short-term rental opportunity fund decides to sell assets or sell its entire portfolio at a very low compressed cap rate, meaning we make tons of money. And by the way, all investing requires some risk. There's no guarantees. There's no uncertainties. My lawyers need me to tell you that, you know, everything is risk capital and you could lose money. However, that being said, um, I anticipate that we will do very well. And that's why it's my single largest investment. Um, But when we sell to these institutions, if we choose to sell, um, we will do so at a very compressed cap rate. And then what we can do is we can also carve out a management agreement where we stay on managing all the stuff that they don't really need to do. So it like is the gift that keeps on giving. Totally. So it's a beautiful thing. I'm so excited. And the point that I'm making here, sweetheart, is 
this is why like I'm more convicted than ever before. Right. right? Like I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for validation. Totally. And now in the last 42 or 48 or 72, 48 or 72 hours, that's the math, right? 24, right. 48, 72. Yeah, you in the last it. 48 to 72 hours, I've now seen two different articles. One's a family office, one's Realpha. Um, one is buying a portfolio down in uh, South Beach of Miami for fifteen yep. million dollars. Then these people are buying fifteen thousand homes. Fifteen mm-hmm. seems to be a nice number. Yeah. Um, Planning to buy up one point five billion dollars in homes with the goal of becoming uh, the nation's largest owner of short-term rental property. Insane. Amazing. And so what I would say is a lot of people probably view that and say, well, there's a lot of competition and <clears throat> that's a net negative for the space. Quite the opposite. You know, so often what we think is a, a risk or a concern is actually the best thing that could happen to us. And I'll compare this to regulation. So many short-term rental hosts and entrepreneurs um, or people that aren't short-term rental hosts or entrepreneurs and want to be but don't, they're worried. They're, they're fearful of regulation. It's the wrong way to look at it. Regulation is our friend, right? Like I want regulation. I want to know where I can do this. I want taxes to be paid by my lodging guests because that creates a protective moat for my business. And I just actually filmed a video before this podcast where I gave this exact example. If I wanted to open up a restaurant, I'm not going to complain that I can't open up a restaurant like anywhere I want. I'm going to look for zoning that's zoned for restaurants. And then of the zoning that's allowed for restaurants, I'm going to pick the best location. Right. I'm not going to cry and get upset that I can't have a restaurant like in the middle of downtown or in town square or in my house. Right. I wouldn't expect that. So why for short-term rentals do entrepreneurs and hosts and investors get all upset that there's like different zoning and different communities and we have to limit our sandbox to those that want to play? Right. Like, I like that. And and. We are finding more opportunities today than ever before, playing in the sandbox, playing by the rules, adhering to all the regulations. So I don't know why others can't or why they fear it. And it's the same thing. Okay, so 15,000 homes are being owned by Realpha, mm-hmm. and they think it'll take about five years to do it. Right. Um, there's something like 4 million listings on Airbnb. This is nothing. Right. Right. And frankly, I would like to compete against them because I know how to do this properly and they don't. It'll take them three, five, seven years to figure out how to do it properly or they're going to pay me or they're going to pay you to figure out how to do it. So it's just a validation that the asset class is emerging, up and coming, is on people's radars. It's going to continue. And that bodes really well because what happens here or in crypto or in any other asset class is... People get there. They don't really know how to value it. It's mispriced. Some early entrants get in. They make a lot of money. That attracts other people to get in. And then more people and then more people. And this thing has tons of room to go, right? Like think of multifamily, for instance. Every single institution on the planet owns multifamily. And when all that money comes into the space, it gets bid up. Prices go up. So being along a lot of short-term rentals right now at the very early stages of the first two entrants in the institutionalization of this asset class is like exactly what I've been dreaming for. This is fabulous news. Well, I mean, it's proof that you see into the future. <laughs> well, <laughs> <coughs> that's not necessarily true, although in many cases I do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so do you want to continue? Is there anything else meaty and juicy in this? Um, you know, it's just kind of interesting. It just, um, Yeah. Realpha hopes to buy at least 15,000 Airbnb homes 
within five years, starting in the U.S., but eventually extending across the globe. Um, the company is said it's raising $75 million privately for the venture by selling 7.5 million shares at $10 each. Its largest initial investors are um, owners of the Dublin development firm Crawford Hoying, uh, who have invested $6.1 million in the venture. Amazing. And yeah. I think, by the way, kudos to them. They're smart. They're early. They will do much better than like the hundredth institutional entrant. Yeah. Right. So th these institutions all have different risk profiles. And the first institutions that are getting into it, we read about a family office in the cohort based class. You know, they have a different profile than, say, some institutions that run pension funds. Uh, they can't really risk quite as much. So they are more happy to get in later at a higher price once even more risk is off the table. But we're starting to see these institutions come in, and I just find it super exciting. And, um, you know, I, what I would also say is, and maybe we'll take a minute to plug the cohort-based class here, um, this is why the cohort-based class was developed. Yeah. This is exactly the uh, investment thesis that we're articulating. Yeah. Um, I shared in, uh, I don't know whether it was an email or a video or both, but you know, Airbnb 1.0 mm -hmm. was maybe five or six years ago when I got started. And you could literally just put like anything on Airbnb, you right. know, your pickup bed, your tent, uh, <laughs> any condo, anything, and you would do really well. Right. Because but, there yeah. was a lot of supply right. and not a lot of, I'm sorry, there was a ton of demand right. and not a lot of supply. So list anything. You'll do well. You didn't even have to be a good host. Right. Airbnb 2.0 is sort of where we are today. And the people that are listening to this podcast, and by the way, thank you very much for your attention. Thank you. Yeah. Um, people that are in the space right now are becoming more professional, yes. uh, more educated, working harder, expanding, and our standards are increasing. Right. And so the people that are in the Airbnb 2.0 space are seeing incredible opportunities if they're doing it right. And the people right. that aren't doing it right and aren't educated and just listed anything, they're getting frustrated and they don't understand why their returns are going down. They don't understand why they're not getting as many bookings and so on and so forth. But right. this is the natural order of like, you know, evolution. Yeah. The, the strong are going to continue to thrive and the weaker are going to close and so on. Um, but the big opportunity is what I call short-term rentals 3.0, where it's purpose-built, it's designed, it's intent, it's experiences. And we create these portfolios and we start to look at these individual assets as players in the portfolio as opposed to you know, what's happening right now in Airbnb 2.0. Somebody sees a nice house, somebody gets a deal, somebody... In, you know, like, and you just buy things for no apparent reason because what's worked in the past you think is going to continue to work in the future. That's not going to work anymore, right? Right? Because you're going to have people like me and Realpha and that family office that are coming in and looking at this as a portfolio level, right. and we are looking for different, um, different things, right? It's kind of like the analogy might be if you sent a child into a supermarket and said, buy anything you want, they're going to go right to the sugar aisle. They're going to get the cakes and the candy and Twizzlers and all this stuff. And like, that's not healthy. That's not a healthy diet. That's not good for the child. It, in the moment, it feels good. It's like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Right. But you're not going to thrive 
on that diet. What you need is the whole body holistic experience, which is like, I need some vegetables, I need some fruit, I need some protein. And so when we create institutional portfolios, we've got a higher purpose and a greater goal. And, you know, there might be a little room for dessert. And I'm a huge sugar fan. I got to cut it out. I got to cut it out. I really, you know, could you help me with that? Actually, I don't think you can because you're, you know, pretty sugar in any event. Oh, my God. Not like you. No, I've got a really bad problem and I need help. I'm the first to say it. But um, <laughs> what, I will, what I will say is that it's a very different lens that institutions look at this investment horizon in space and we buy right. individual assets for particular benefits at the portfolio level. And so consequently, what we're willing to pay and what we look for and how we do it is very different. And the cool thing is in the cohort-based class, we're teaching exactly how to do this, right? Yeah. And exactly what these... Um, str 3.0 assets look like and then also how to create the portfolio that's what i think is really really cool about you know the the cohort based class is that um or yeah cohort based course is that it's uh it is different it's new information um it's you know foundationally i think there's some of the same concepts as you know live events that you've shared or in youtube you know videos and things like that but it's just because you've been to a live doesn't mean that you've heard all of this. That you No, you haven't heard any of it. Right. <laughs> right. And what's also really cool is I love how conversational it is. It's very interactive. It's not just you. It's also, I mean, people are really engaged, asking great questions and are very curious. And, you know, it sparks another question and another conversation. And, you know, it's just, um, I think it, it, it's just, it's, it's, Awesome. It's very cool. The thing that I like about it, um, in addition to the fact that it's community based and so it's interactive and I'm asking questions and people are answering, you know, raising their hands and answering and uh, then we drill down and, you know, so even cohort to cohort, even if the content is similar, there's massive room for growth. And so the people that signed up for the mastery that are going to go through uh, four to six of these cohort-based classes in the course right. of 12 months, they're going to really understand and have a much greater level of understanding in large part because different people are attending right. and also the news articles and the case studies and what it is that we're focused on is timely. It's relevant, right? right? right. Like I'm not going to be using the exact same article that I used in uh, Tuesday's class a year from Tuesday. Right. I'm constantly scouring all of the news and um, feeds and Twitter and everywhere else to right. keep abreast of what's going on and, and think forward. So yeah. I just think it's, it's a fabulous cool. format. It's cool, cool. Um, and it's been amazing. And the, the most rewarding part for me personally has been, you know, after the first uh, session, people posted in our oh my cohort-based gosh. class app. And we have a custom app that is just for the cohort the breakthroughs that they had. Yeah. And it wasn't just like one person posting. I think so there was rad. three or four different people that said they had major breakthroughs after the first. Yeah. And we're seeing that after the second. And it's just like Fun. very rewarding. Yeah. Right? I mean, as this podcast is incredibly rewarding, I think we're touching dozens, if not hundreds of people that like to receive their content this way. Yeah. The YouTube videos, we touched, you know, maybe tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. But it's one way, right? It's like me speaking out and then I get some comments. This is real time. It's engaging. It's back and forth. People asking me questions, me asking people questions, and then other people commenting and saying, hey, I thought you said this, and you you forgot about it. But anyway, 
if you're interested Super in cool. the cohort-based class, yeah. there's a wait list. I think yeah. it'll be in the description. I don't exactly know how the well, podcasting. Just go to the, shouldn't they just go to the website? Yeah, which yeah. is brand new. Right. Amazing. Brand All new things. website. www.str.university. Yeah. No .com or anything like that. This is a university. We're schooling you. We're trying to grow you. We want you to <laughs> flourish. Uh, so www.str.university. Yep. And on there, I think you'll find the place for the waitlist for the cohorts. And I've been really amazed with the amount of demand, and I'm very, very grateful and appreciative. Amazing. I mean, we've had dozens of people so in good. each of the cohorts that have sold out already. Yeah. We haven't even announced uh, the third round of cohorts. I think we just link it in the bottom of my email. And by the way, if anybody's listening to this, I send out daily emails. Yep. Um, you should subscribe. They're free. Uh, they're again, so good. Yeah, they're good, right? People yeah. like them. Yeah. Uh, and I love doing them. And it's for me, it's kind of like a daily practice to write and to think and to yeah. motivate and grow myself and you. Um, but you can sign up for that at the the website as well. Yeah. And so the point being in the bottom of my email, I've just included like a, a little, you know, sign up for the wait list oh. here. And we have dozens of people already totally. for the third one. So I think this is going to be something that allows me to grow people, not necessarily on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but in a bigger community tribe um, and I'm very excited and grateful for everyone's attention so yeah. and participation. Yeah. Well, and then there's also the professional option, which does get you um, a one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. And that actually is, is really kind of important. We have some seats available for, we're doing an investor summit oh my gosh, in Palm Springs uh, at the end of October. I think it's October 22nd or something yeah. like that. Uh, and everyone's going to stay at the hotel that I own. Um, and we're going to do an investor summit. And Erica's yeah. going to, take care of all the food and beverage and activities and we're going to have a great time and it's going to be all things str but yep. like professional level investing so if you want to participate in a year of cohort-based classes and you really want to take your game to the next level and you have some money to invest come hang this out with it. erica and i and i think it's a total of 12 people yep 12 seats and we have a few remaining uh for palm springs october 22 through the 24th um and that's just going to be insane. Super small group, 72 hours with Erica and I and the top investors and entrepreneurs and people that are most committed to this. I mean, yeah. how do you not do that? Right. I mean, I'll go. <laughs> I know you'll <laughs> go. And if you're going, I'm going. I mean, right. it's just as simple as that. Right. Um, okay. So yes. should we turn to some of the- We've got some questions. Listener questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So- um, J.D. Mm -hmm. Roulard, mm -hmm. and I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, something I'd like to learn more about is additional ways to provide value to my guests. I love the STR YouTube interview with the lady who hosts in Hawaii. She started touching on some ways to provide value and to increase profits. Um, And interestingly, some notes uh, that he also shared was, I'm so inspired by you, and we just went under contract on a property that I have massive dreams for. This new project will be treated with the sky's the limit attitude. And I can't wait to share my progress with you in the class, LOL. 
You're Amazing. the man, and I can't wait to meet you in person. Amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, JD, here's, congratulations. I know. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, super cool, and I love the way that you're actually expanding your mind, and you're changing, you know, from the sounds of the comments, it sounds like you're changing your view on how to invest in this, and mm-hmm. sky's the limit, and so on. Yeah. Uh, so that's remarkable. But the reality of it is um, this is all STR 3.0, right? Yeah. Like, in STR 2.0, 1.0 and 2.0, you're just selling four walls and a number of bathrooms and square footage. And if you read people's description, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. But where we're going is going to be the exact opposite, right? It's going to be all about like sort of the experience and the value add and what you can do and having a sense of place and a unique location yep. and attracting a tribe. And I mean, it's so clear to me. Um, and we're spending an incredible amount of time in the cohort-based class going through exactly step-by-step. Step. And we did exercises and the people are doing homework towards creating these individual assets and then yep. a portfolio. So it's remarkable. That said, I'm actually, um, while I'm well-versed in sort of event planning and have focused on delighting the most uh, influential people on the planet in a variety of different businesses, right. the person who actually does that here at Edge Camp Sporting Club, <laughs> the director of hospitality at Edge Camp Sporting Club, uh-huh. happens to be sitting <laughs> right here. Yes. So why don't you field this question? <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So, um, yeah, you know, what I would say is that you can really get as, as creative as, uh, as you want to be, um, when it comes to attracting, you know, your tribe and creating really memorable experiences for people. Um, and you know, that could be anything from, like, I'll give you some examples, you know, of, of different things that we do here, um, you know, at, at Edge Camp in, in the Outer Banks. What, I mean, it's anything from, you know, providing the option of having somebody come in and do two to three hours of light housekeeping a day uh, because, you know, people don't want, people themselves or people don't want their partners or their families or their, you know, team members to come in and have to, you know, for the period of time that they're, you know, staying at edge camp, uh, taking out the trash and, you know, filling the dishwasher or, you know, cleaning the common areas. And so we're, you know, washing the beach towels. And so having somebody come in and do that two to three hours a day and that being their focus, it relieves, you know, the everybody in the party to be able to just focus on other things that are far right. more important. But um, what I would say about that example is that's everyone should offer that. Right. Right. It's 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 location agnostic. You can do right. that in Milwaukee, you right. can do that in Brazil, you can do that anywhere. Right. But I think that the real value add in terms of STR 3.0 is going to have more of a tie into like the sense of place, things that are unique to your location. So if you're in Brazil, it's going to be very different than if you're in Nashville. Right. Right. So share with the audience some of the things that we do here. Right. So there are things that we do very specific to Edge Camp and the Outer Banks, such as um, a couple of nights ago, we did um, a beach dinner for 45 people. Um, and what that consisted of was basically having, you know, this family reunion of people come out and under, you know, twinkling lights um, right there on the beach having, um, 
a seafood boil um, with music and a bonfire and s'mores. And it was just every time, literally every time, um, you know, people walk onto the beach and see the setup and experience the dinner and experience, you know, the s'mores and just the, you know, coming together and that specially curated experience. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's amazing. They'll Can remember I, it forever. They will remember it forever. And I think you did perhaps a little disjustice, injustice <laughs> to yourself and your team. Um, when Erica's discussing, they come out and they see the setup. I mean, we're talking about six or seven farm tables and benches and the table setting is absolutely gorgeous. And because we're here by the ocean and we're looking at the ocean, there's coral and floral arrangements. And I mean, it's literally theater, right? It's magical. It's awe-inspiring. It's memorable. They've never seen anything like it. They ooh, they ah, they take photos, they Instagram it, they do all of this stuff. And, and these are people that are very well Yeah, we're talking about partners at, you know, Goldman Sachs, partners at top VC firms. We're talking about members of some of the wealthiest families on the planet. I mean, we're talking literally our guests at Edge Camp Sporting Club are the who's who. They are the most influential people on the planet. Mm -hmm. And we're wowing them by putting farm tables on the beach, getting a beach permit, having a little fire pit, putting s'mores together. We're creating this experience that they themselves didn't even know that they wanted. But as soon as we offer it to them, it's like, wow, amazing. Yeah, right. I'll do that. Right. And in terms of a business, it's quite profitable. Absolutely. Right? We started doing this and we didn't mark up because we were trying to learn um, what the opportunity was and what people liked and what they didn't like and how much they would pay and which vendors yeah. and how to get the process and system. You know, the goal here is to experiment a lot and then remove ourselves, right? Like right. we're not intending to be here for every single beach dinner and you're certainly not going to be there doing all of the stuff that you have been doing. Mm -hmm. This is research and development. This is training. This is getting the vendors lined up, but then it's marking up these magical experiences that they can only get from us. Right. And creating a moat around our tribe. Right. And the only thing that I would say that, um, you know, that's the Cadillac version, right? Like that's, that's the platinum version. Um, but we also have given guests the option of having it on site at Edge Camp uh, Soundside itself. I and mean, I would say that that's still pretty platinum <laughs> and pretty Cadillac. It totally <laughs> is, but it's at a different price point. Yeah, well, because and we don't have to... And it's also a great alternative if Oceanside is too windy, um, because typically if Oceanside's too windy, Soundside is a little bit calmer. But I do think, like, you always want... I would just advise if this is something you're going to explore to have additional options, because... You can't predict the weather and you can't, you know, there are certain things that aren't, that are beyond your control, but, um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And, and people have only found out about the beach dinners from, uh, pictures that we've posted and the number of people that have since the number of guests that have reached out and said, Hey, that dinner you did on the beach, I want that. Um, with in regards to future guests, it's been it's been really really cool. It's amazing, yeah. and what I would say um, in STR 3.0, it's attracting your tribe. Mm -hmm. In large part, they're going to look like you, and you know what you like and what you don't. And so, like for instance, Erica's very into 
uh, floral design and having flowers everywhere and like beautiful stuff. And so she's located a tremendous partner and a vendor that does incredible work. And she offers it to almost all of our guests. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe half except. Probably, yeah, I would say more like 60 to 75%. Okay, a significant number, right? And so this is not that hard and it's not unique to... Richard and Erica or Edge Camp Sporting Club. It's but it's like Erica is the inspiration for the floral design. And I, if I was managing this on my own entirely, I probably would not be offering floral. Uh, but it turns out that a significant portion of our guests are happy to have, you know, fresh flowers. And the way that Erica does right. everything is um, to the top and over the top even sometimes. And so we've had some guests that have the flowers changed out mid-stay, right? Mm-hmm. When we did STRU Live in the Outer Banks, we did flowers for the first arrival, and then we had a couple of days off or a day off between the second session. We had flowers changed out. When my kids come, you know, flowers get changed out. And so, you know, it's just the, the sky's the limit, and it doesn't have to be flowers. It can be anything if you've got... Um, right, but what I'll share with you is even... Um, you know, like determining why guests are coming, right? So our last, yeah, absolutely. So um, it wasn't this last group of guests, but the guests before were coming uh, to celebrate his wife's 50th birthday. And so we, you know, we determined what our favorite flower is. And we had a really beautiful bouquet uh, delivered to the house um, that I don't know that he necessarily, it was once I started speaking with him and asking the questions, you know, what can we do to make it really, really special? What is her favorite birthday cake? You know, let's have that made. Let's have that, you know, for, um, you know, after dinner, you know, and surprise her with it. And let's, let's get the flowers delivered and let's, you know, just make it all that much more special and memorable and, and a true experience that, you know, where she feels loved and celebrated and he feels like yeah. and- a rock star husband. And even like this, um, another great idea is we have actually kiddos in house right now and somebody's celebrating a birthday. So we had the snow cone truck come and deliver, right. you know, snow cones in the driveway. And I mean, that's, this is, this is awesome. where, this is where short-term rental hosting is going. It is. Um, short-term rental yeah. hosts that are literally just providing four walls that are clean and mm-hmm. letting people do their own thing. Um, aren't going to compete in the future. So we all have to get our sort of event planning, coordinating hats on, know our tribe a little better, design these experiences, and it's not hard. But do you think that somebody else is going to compete with us when we've got all of these experiences and people are writing about them in our reviews and they see the photos and all of that on Instagram? And so we're building our moat, right? Like yeah. every one of these events, our library our catalog our knowledge our vendors our ideas our creativity are increasing at an increasing rate and this is where the world is going right people are all about experience and just to underscore one thing yeah um i'm not saying that every single guest wants this we have what we call bespoke hospitality so it can be literally you want to come and have total privacy we do nothing we just give you the keys and you enjoy it yourself and some people opt for that that's what they want but then there's other people who say i'll take the daily cleaning and then there's other people who say i'll take the daily cleaning i want the daily beach cabana i want the kayaks i want the surfboards but that's the beauty of it that's the beauty of it exactly so we don't have to keep anybody on staff we don't have to keep that ongoing payroll for people that you know that we have to continue to you know pay even if the guest doesn't want that it's you know can I share can I share my favorite thing that we offer? Sure. 
And I'm not sure it's my favorite thing, but I think it's the thing that I would value the most in the long run. Okay. We offer professional photographers and videographers. Uh, so when it's somebody's birthday or whatever, a party, a yeah. wedding, or this or that, right? Yeah. Like we all know for weddings that people get photographers and videographers, but why wouldn't we do it for a 50th birthday or a 60th birthday or a corporate retreat or when we had STRU? Um, we had Logan and Chris there and yeah. we make videos and we create these photos. And um, those are the things that, you know, reinforce what we've done and they go yeah. back and they see it and they share it and they have it yeah. forever. And so uh, some clients like it and some clients don't, but we offer it. And so we're just throwing out a whole host of ideas. Well, and what's really funny is, so that's something that you really value, but what's also happened is that it's something that the, your girls have come to oh really gosh. value. So literally the girls were here for an extended period of time. Um, well, it started when you right. first met in Bali. Right. I got hair and makeup <laughs> and professional photographers. And Everybody we had got outfit, matching. Yeah, we had matching outfits. <laughs> and we created this thing. whole like photo shoot yeah. and it was a thing. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. And how many of the girls' friends have referenced that photo shoot? Right. And so once we Amazing. had that experience right. together, then the next time that we were all together in a similar situation, we were in St. Bart's. Yep. And so we had a professional photographer and the photos are fantastic. Oh I mean, gosh. incredible. Epic. And so then they just came down here, uh, spent a couple of weeks yep. uh, in the Outer Banks yep. this summer. And so we had a professional photographer. And now my girls are like, chomping where, at the bit where, where are the photos where, where are the, the photos right. where are the photos where are the photos hey yeah, the photos back and so right. it's the kind of thing where um that's awesome know, yeah the first that's time we did it they didn't really get it and now they look forward to it they're yep. excited by it and they know and you know as a father uh these are the f things that i want to remember these the good times the yeah. experiences and what we do and it gives me great comfort that um you know my kids are going to have everlasting memories in perpetuity of professional quality of the good times that we shared. Uh, you know, I wish I had better photos of my family when I was young and growing up. Totally. And the technology wasn't there and the capability wasn't there. And I cherish what I do have, yeah. but I think it's a wonderful gift that I'm giving totally. them. There's this library, this catalog of annual um, events and so on that are just yeah. world-class. Yeah. And I would say on a personal note as well, um, we've determined that your love language is very much quality time and it's capturing quality time, you know, um, you know, that you can, you can look back on. I think that it's, it's just, it's, it's just good. It's just so good. for those it's of you that are gift. watching, yeah. um, maybe not so much in the listening, but in the listening, I think you probably get it too. Yeah. Do you see, as we start to talk about sort of STR 3.0 and creating these experiences and creating these memories, how much more lit up we are, yeah. Right. We're not like pulling like, so what's going, it's natural and it just flows and we're excited by it and we enjoy doing it. And we love the fact that we're creating these memories and these experiences from people. And if we love it, you know, they love it. And if right. they love it, you know, they're going to tell other people. And this is STR 3.0. Right. Right. And so if this resonates with you or you want to learn how, or you need help or whatever, come join us in the cohort-based class because this is the future of short-term rentals. This is where we're going. There's zero doubt in my mind. And if you're not doing this stuff, you will just have lower returns going forward because people 
will elect to pay more money, a premium for yeah. people that are activating the spaces, creating custom programming, understand who they are, are speaking to them, inviting them into their home, sharing these experiences and creating all of this, people will gladly pay a premium for that. And yeah. if you're not doing any of it, that's okay. I'm not telling you that you have to change your business model. But what I am saying is you're going to face more competition and lower price pressure and your returns will go down. Just study any investable asset class that goes through these exact same phases. This isn't like, a prediction this is just fact so expect it or move to where the puck is going get there early create the moat get the five-star reviews get the instagram photos get people talking about it get people engaged and then it's like almost impossible to break through i gave this example earlier um my youtube channel i happen to think it's great content and i really appreciate all of your uh, attention and likes and subscriptions and if you haven't go check it out but Part of my competitive advantage in the short-term rental space on YouTube is the fact that I got started four or five years ago. It's much harder to get started today. Sure. So in your community, whether it's in you know Belize or Brazil or in Madison, Wisconsin, doesn't matter where it is, the sooner you start activating some of these experiences and programming and move towards 3.0, yeah. the more competitive... Um, you are and the more advanced you are and the more premium you can charge and the more money that you will make and the more you can reinvest and expand and buy another place and start to not buy individual assets but create a portfolio right. that these institutions will come knocking on your door and want to buy right and that's the opportunity so that's the entire investment thesis str 3.0 you heard it here on the podcast all you have to do now is just go do it just go do it so, all right. Well, awesome. I think that was a great question. It was. And Thank you, Literally, Judy. it's the basis. And again, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, it's the basis of everything that we're doing. Obviously, we're spending a lot more time. The, the yeah. cohort-based classes are six different classes, two hours each on Zoom with me um, leading the entire thing. Yes. Of course, for those of you who've seen me go on live, it's not two hours. The first one was three. Yesterday was two and a half yeah. or more. So right. it's probably 15 hours or 20 hours of in detail, um, experience, so cool. share, knowledge. Uh, and in those programs, we also talk in real time about the deals that we're looking yeah. at and analyzing and so on. So awesome. sign up if you're interested. Do it. And uh, anything else? I mean, the best is yet to come. The best is, look, honestly, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. You know, I made a post on uh, crypto mm -hmm. not too long ago where I said... Uh, I don't know what threshold we crossed. Maybe it was 20,000 in Bitcoin or maybe it was 30,000. But I said, what few people understand is that it is now less risky with more opportunity to the upside than before. Right. Right. So like Bitcoin at 1,000 was much more risky than Bitcoin at 30,000. Right. And the same I would say is for short-term rentals. Short-term rentals after 10 years or 12 years with Airbnb in existence and Airbnb just having gone public and now institutions dipping their toe is much less right. risky and much more filled with opportunity than it was before. Right. Right. And so we, Richard Fertig, Stomp Capital, STRU, and those of you who want to participate, we're going full in and we're going hard because like the risk is behind us and the best is yet to come. Right. Awesome. So good. All right. Well, Ms. Bossy, thank you so much for uh, this podcast. I greatly thank appreciate you. it. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And friends that are listening and watching, we really appreciate you. I uh, can't thank you enough. Oh, 100%. Uh, and if there's anything we can do to help, please reach post out. it, reach out, be in the Facebook group, comment yeah. on YouTube. Um, we're growing and we're growing exponentially quickly. We've never had this much growth in be, each one of these different channels and so on. Um, so it becomes a little bit harder to stay on top of it, but we're dedicated and we're motivated and we're excited and it's incredibly rewarding to yeah. see the success. There was somebody in the cohort-based class who wrote after their first one-on-one, -on -one, they took some action. Yeah. They, they, two years ago, they did some action. Um, then they had another one-on-one -on -one a year ago. They took even more action and then they just shared with the cohort-based class that they, they cannot believe the life that they're living on year three right and now they're more motivated more like they're just like pinch me i can't believe that this is my life and you know i gotta I say live I, for that. I get it yeah i gotta say <laughs> we I should pinch it. you too <laughs> yeah pinch me hey a lot of pinching going around friends thank you so much appreciate it and we will see you on the next podcast like the video and subscribe that's it <laughs> thank you so that does it for another episode of the stru podcast as always, all links mentioned are in the show notes below. And if you found this show helpful, please leave a review on iTunes. If you're serious about short-term rental investing, be sure to check out str.university. Till next time.